Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Hi everyone, welcome to the Vulnerable Scientist Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Carey, and today I have Alex with me. Kindly introduce yourself. Uh, hello, Sarah. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for having me on this uh, wonderful podcast. So, my name is Alex Kirui uh, Kipchirchir. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, where should I start? Uh, let me start by saying I'm a recent graduate, like I graduated a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Louisiana State University uh, with a PhD in chemistry mm-hmm. and uh, I did my bachelor's in Kenya Technical University of Kenya which I'm sure you you much well relate with yeah that's where I studied and yeah and uh, I'm 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 from Nakuru Nakuru County Mm-hmm. Uh, a place called uh, Solai, yeah. So when uh, when people used to ask me where I'm from, I mm-hmm. told them I'm from Solai. Most mm-hmm. people didn't know until the the dam tragedy happened mm-hmm. a few years ago. So yeah, I think it made it famous in a bad way though. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm from that place called Solai. It's a uh, northern part of Nakuru. Oh, okay. That's bordering, why... bordering Baringo and uh, uh, Laikipia counties, yeah. Where, that's where you're brought up? Yeah, that's where where I was born, uh, brought up, mm. went to school uh, before my journey to Nairobi started. Okay, so where did you study? Mm-hmm. In Sulai? Oh, I went to a public primary school called... Uh, Set Kobor, it's in Solai, uh, through uh, Class 8. And then um, I went to a secondary school in Nakuru uh, town. It's called uh, Loreto Nakuru School. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, it's when I try to explain to people about the school, they, they find it. Uh, so I usually tell people, oh, so when someone asks me, oh, where, mm. which high school did you go to? I ask them, oh, do you know Nakuru High School? Mm. Yes. Is that where you went to school? No. Opposite. Mm. So because our school is just opposite <laughs> Nakuru High School. <laughs> yeah, it's opposite Nakuru High School next to Kunste Hotel. So <laughs> that is the easiest description I could give people because it was such a small school. It was in well it wasn't well known. Less, mm. I think less than 300 students by that time I was there. Were you called there? Yeah. No, I wasn't called there. So what mm. happened is uh, mm. I I performed well in my KCP. Mm-hmm. That was in the year 2005. Mm. I was actually the top of my, my class by that time. You know, mm-hmm. I got 361 marks, mm-hmm. which 
from a public primary school that was, yeah, was uh, high actually mm. until then mm. uh, no one had gotten mm. 361 marks so wow. uh, you can imagine you know yeah so since the five subjects started mm. i was the first person uh, in and uh, by then to get uh, such high marks so i was expecting to to get a good high school mm-hmm. uh, but unfortunately i only got a a letter from uh, one school it's mm. a, a boarding day school in olenguruoni i had never heard of it before mm-hmm. uh, so i i kept waiting because mm-hmm. I, I thought okay maybe Is they are saving the best for you know for the last, so mm-hmm. I waited and waited. People got admitted, people got admitted, and then you know, it was February, mm-hmm. I didn't have any other um letters. So, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the only other option was to go to a, to a private school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I remember because uh, the day school was far away, right? No, the day school was there, but you know, they, they were not. Uh, oh, the- Quality well of education. Oh, okay. Yeah, the quality. Yeah. Uh, so, I remember we. I my father had uh, a friend of his. He was a catechist uh, in the nearby Catholic uh, church. Sorry. So we talked to him, and uh, he said, oh, "Just a minute." Uh, T- sorry. Can you tell me when uh, you can hear noise from my side? Okay. Sure. Okay. Thank you. So your father was a catechist. No, my father was not a catechist. He so had a friend who was a catechist. Oh, your your father had a friend who was a catechist. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he talked to him and uh, he said, "Okay, uh, could you talk to you know one of the priests around uh, that uh, you know they know about the Catholic schools around Nakuru and see if we can get admission for for my son." Mm-hmm. So he talked to a priest. Uh, so we went to another a, a place, you know, it's a, the headquarters of the parish was in a place called uh, Kabazi. It's mm. near Subukia. So mm. we went there, we we uh, we found the priest. Uh, it happened that the priest was uh, one of the board members of uh, Rongai Boys. Mm. Rongai Boys was performing well at that time. So I wanted to go to Rongai Boys, but the admission was full because remember we were already late. So, but he told us there is one school in Nakuru. Mm-hmm. I can write you a letter, take it to the principal, and see if you can get uh, a position. So he wrote us a letter mm-hmm. to go to Loreto Nakuru School. So we, I went there, mm-hmm. uh, hoping to talk to the principal with that letter. Mm-hmm. And then it happened that coincidentally, it is the same day that we went there. Mm-hmm. They were doing uh, interviews. Interviews. Mm-hmm. So I went there, wasn't prepared for the interview. Yeah. But, you know, I did the interview. Did I remember, I think I was position eight uh-huh. out, of out of almost 70 students. Wow. Yeah. So I got admission mm. and uh, that, is how I, that is how I ended up in, in Loreto that school. school. Okay. Yeah. But as any other student is, mm-hmm. you know, especially in their four months, they are never happy with their selection. They always want to transfer. Mm. But I never transferred. I ended up finishing there. Yeah, but you always wanted to transfer yeah. yourself. I always wanted to transfer because I thought mm. uh, the quality of education in that school mm. was not very good. But I never transferred. I just, you know, 
did my best. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> that's weird. So, how did you feel when your friends, you're the best performing student, then your friends have yes. gone to, yeah. you know, schools that they're in school and you, you're still at home. It's February. You're still at home. Um, I always thought my my letter was still coming. Mm. I never felt bad. Then, because they were being called to, like, uh, good schools. And mm. I thought, okay, maybe mine is still on the way. Mm. Until when I realized it's already too late and I didn't get admission to any other school. So so at that point, when you realized that it's not coming, how how was that like? Uh, it was, you know, you feel really bad. It's uh, the same feeling as, uh, you know, like being betrayed. Mm. You know, being, having performed well, especially mm-hmm. in a public primary school, mm-hmm. you know, you're usually told that uh, if you if you get like 350 marks in a public primary school, mm. is almost equivalent to someone getting a 400 uh, marks in a private in, school. in a private school. Or more, but that yeah. was not the case for me. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that was your first law, actually. <laughs> yeah, that was my first law, especially for. In my in in my form one, mm. uh, I I always felt like uh, I would do I would try another school, but my father was not. My father is never a fan of transferring schools. Mm. Yeah, so once you start, you have to finish it there, unless something serious happens to you. So, uh, how did you perform after that? I'm just wondering, like, how did you perform after all that? Like, your head is not like fully there. Or when did you settle? <laughs> so that you... I started very slow. Mm. I think first it was kind of intimidation. Mm. You know when, 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 when uh, we did the interview, they mm. usually like they listed, uh, you know, the name of the students and the uh, primary schools they came from, mm-hmm. and I could see the names of uh, very good primary schools in Nakuru. Like mm. uh, Naivasha Boys, Michinda mm. Primary School, the very good schools, mm. and people like you know KCP marks. You get someone with four hundred marks, and and you feel like okay, so it's gonna be tough. Mm. So, but you know, I have to put in my uh, my best also. But I started slow in Form One. Mm. I think I started picking up in Form Two because in Form One, out of like eighty students, I used to be between fifteen and twenty position 15 and 20 and then uh, once I got to form 2 and then I realized uh, this is the place I'm supposed to be mm. I'm not running away from it mm. so I because I knew I had the potential yeah so I put in uh, the hard work and then from form 2 is when I started picking up but then uh, now when we selected you know the subjects that you like the, the eight subjects I think in form 3 that is when I I realized that okay, I I think I can do this. Uh, mm. Um, I was from form three. I was always among the top three students, so mm-hmm. uh, it was it was good. And I ended up uh, I scored a B plus in mm. my KCSE, which mm. uh, I was the second best student in the school. Wow! Yeah. So that. After you've uh, left school, do you know what you wanted to do? Yes, mm. I wanted to be to, to to do quantity survey, and that was my first choice. Uh, Why selecting subjects? 
Why? Because <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I was I, I, I think I was obsessed with construction things. Ah. Yeah. From where? I like where did you like say construction. that? Whenever I, I, I got just interested, whenever I see a building rising, mm. I just wanted to know, like, uh, especially, you know, when they put in the names of the quantity surveyors, the architects. Oh, yeah, on that cupboard. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I was like, I think I want my name some t- some day to be there. Oh, okay. So when I, I knew, I, I didn't want to do architect because I didn't like drawing. So I thought maybe quantity survey because it uh, involves a lot of calculations, you know, mm-hmm. bill of quantities. And then I said, okay, I, I want to be a quantity survey. Mm-hmm. Then? And uh, I applied. Mm-hmm. It was actually my first choice. Uh, by then, there were only two universities offering quantity surveying courses. Mm-hmm. University of Nairobi and mm-hmm. the Technical University of Kenya. Mm-hmm. So I knew I would not qualify for uh, University of Nairobi because mm. of uh, my grades. Mm. So I tried uh, Technical University of Kenya, but I also didn't qualify. Mm-hmm. So my second choice was uh, <laughs> chemistry, industrial mm. chemistry. Mm. Because I, I had a feeling that if I don't qualify, what would my second choice be? Mm. But... Uh, my dad wanted me to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I went to apply, he told me that uh, make education your first choice. Mm. You know, I didn't want to disagree with him. I told him, okay, I will do that. Why did he want you to be a teacher? Uh, because, you know, in the village, mm. more, I think the most successful people are teachers. Oh, yeah. 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 But I find their life, well, not in a demeaning way, but mm. I find their, their life boring because you're in the village, you mm. you probably teach a school nearby, mm. and you, you build a house, you have your small farm, mm. and I, I think their life rotates about the same thing because they... I was an untrained teacher after my home fall, mm. and I never liked their way of life. That I wanted to do something different. Okay. So I I didn't want to do education, mm. and uh, I put it as my last option just to, uh, okay. you know, to make my dad happy. Was he going to? But I'm to glad him? I need. I didn't. I did. I, I didn't. I didn't get the. I didn't get an admission. Okay. Uh, so you you yeah, but I mm-hmm. I sorry. The yeah. second choice was. The second choice was industrial chemistry, mm. which I got admitted to uh, to do it in Technical University of Kenya. Mm. Yeah, so that is how my life of being started. Did you did you know what it involved? Like, did you know about it before you applied? Did you know where you learned? Uh, I, I wouldn't say I knew a lot about it, mm. but I did uh, a little bit of research mm-hmm. and, uh, I knew it involved, uh, something about, you know, industrial manufacturing, you know, about the quality control things, uh, in the industries mostly. Mm. So I thought, okay, if I don't end up in construction uh, industry, mm. uh, at least I, 
I should end up in manufacturing. So that is that is all I knew about it. Uh, How did you then. know about it? Well, I I just searched it online. Oh, you looked for like what? What were you looking for? I'm just curious. Like I was looking, you... I was looking. You know, um, hmm. I was looking for courses. Hmm. You know, to to apply, and you know, by that time you're just limited by what grade you have. Hmm. You know, you give up on the courses that require high grades. So yeah. you look at the options that, uh, you know, you can fit well with what you what you what you got in your KCSE. Yeah. So I was looking at the courses within that range and especially mm. I knew to get a good course yeah by then these new universities were coming up mm-hmm. and they usually have a uh, lower grades especially when they are before before it starts speaking up mm. so I knew that would be the best catch you know go to uh, an upcoming or a new university apply mm-hmm. for maybe a, a, a good course mm-hmm. and then uh you know just uh, go with it so i i liked industrial chemistry by mm. the fact not because i knew a lot about it but mm. i you know i just uh figured out maybe i i could end up in one of the industries maybe manufacturing industry if i don't end up in construction mm. so that was the motivation behind it Okay, so when you, yeah. how was your? And I you had I done well in chemistry, so oh, you also liked yeah. it. Yeah, I liked chemistry. So it wasn't the best subject, though. Mm. Yeah, I loved chemistry too. Uh, yeah. I did love chemistry. My sister loves chemistry. She is actually, she ended up doing analytical chemistry. Like that's that was oh. a strong subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. Okay, so um, how's your university life like? Well, uh, I think you can relate. <laughs> Being in technical university mm-hmm. of Kenya is not is not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are both on end block, right? <laughs> we are both on end block. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think you're in, yeah, mostly second floor of end block. Maybe you might be in second and third, third, third yeah, floor. For yes. you, but yeah. So, like any other student, I went to Technical University of Kenya for my admission. Mm. So, you know, as expectation would be, mm. I went there expecting I'd get a hostel, mm. everything, you know. <laughs> I, I went there. <laughs> Got shocked, you know. It was uh, I was new in I was new in Nairobi. I was expecting to be allocated a hostel. Um, oh um, my god! I go there. Uh, mm. There's a list of these private hostels, and uh, I was told, "Oh, you should have applied for hostel like before months ago." Yeah, yeah, and it's not a guarantee. Yeah, that you'll so get the hostel. I'm like, so what is the option? Mm-hmm. So the option is to go to these private hostels. You look at the at the price, mm-hmm. and uh, you look at the help money you have, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Wow!" So the help money is not even enough to pay for the private hostels because, averagely, you pay maybe six, seven thousand a month. I wasn't prepared for that. Wait, wait a minute. How did you get? Mm-hmm 
Hel- so for those who don't know, help is uh, how do you describe it? A loan. Oh, the higher higher education uh, loans board. Yeah, for for I don't know for who do they target though with the help money? It's loan. Uh, yeah, it's loan money. Uh, for people who don't when you get admitted. Uh, uh, oh, for the people who who are not uh, so. It's like when you get admitted to a public university, it's mm-hmm. uh, through, uh, by I think now they change the name, but uh, then it was, it was called Joint Admissions Board. Mm-hmm. So if you get admitted, uh, and they have a cutoff, so mm-hmm. if they have, I think by then it was 60, 63 for boys and I think 64 for girls. Mm. So if you get admitted and then you continue pursuing that route, mm. uh, you can apply. It's optional. Mm. You can apply to get the loan from the government. Mm. Yeah, so that's, so, the, that's the help that you're talking about. So you applied for yes, it that is before? The, yes, I applied for it before. Okay. So by the time I was being admitted, I already had the money, money. in my account. Oh, so that's what yeah. you're using to plan your semester life, right? Yes, yes. And here you're told that you're supposed to pay six thousand. <laughs> and I thought, it, I, huh? I, I, I thought, I thought it was a lot of money mm. because uh, I think uh, in my account I had uh, thirteen thousand Kenya shillings. So I thought, mm. okay, this is a lot of money because yeah. I, I hadn't received uh, such money in my account before. Uh-huh. Do you even have? So a, did I you even told, have an account before? No, 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 no. Yeah. I didn't have an account before. <laughs> uh-huh. Because that was my first time uh, opening an account and, you know, receiving money. Mm. I didn't even know how to use an ATM. Mm. Yeah, my ATM got swallowed several times before before I knew how to use it. What are you doing? You know, you... I don't know, like, you know, there's a place the ATM has a chip, but, yeah. you know, I inserted the opposite way. Because I've never used an ATM card before. <laughs> and then you... I'm laughing told, because you know, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being malicious. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, you put it the wrong way and it goes with it. You put it the wrong way and it goes and then you are, you ask, you know, the guard and said, oh, you have to go inside. Hmm. And uh, ask them, but then maybe it's past 5 p.m., so mm. you have to go the next day. And do you and have tell, money and, to eat? Tell, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, you know. But And, and because especially when you're in Nairobi, you are told, mm-hmm. don't have uh, liquid money with you, mm. especially a lot of money. So you yeah. just withdraw small amounts so that in case, uh, by bad luck, it's stolen, it's not that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I found myself in this situation, mm. and then I am told I'm supposed to pay six to seven thousand mm-hmm. uh, because there were a lot of private hostels uh, that were advertising themselves. Yeah. So I'm like, the money I have can only pay me f- uh, can only pay for two months, and uh, I don't have anything to eat. Mm. So I called my dad, told him about the situation, mm. and he. Okay, uh, I w- I also wasn't expecting this. So what you what you are gonna do? Mm. Uh, just give me a minute. There's Sorry? a cousin of yours who lives in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me call him and see if he will accept for you to go and stay with him. 
So after a few phone calls, I got connected to one of my cousins. He lived in Kawangware by then. Mm. And uh, the, my, the whole of my first year mm. in campus, I used to commute from Kawangware to Technical University of Kenya, back and forth. And, you know, Those are the two traffic... buses? No, one, it's one, one bus. bus. Oh. One bus, yeah. So, but you know, the, the, the traffic is crazy. Mm. Uh, sometimes you have uh, early, very early morning classes. And it was very challenging. Mm. And uh, with the environment <laughs> in Kawangware, mm. <laughs> if you have homeworks, you have to finish them in school because it's really difficult to, to do homeworks there. Why? Because we, we used to live in a a single room. Mm. It was, uh, you know, the Mabati house, houses mm-hmm. in Kawangore. So there's a lot of noise. You can't even concentrate. People are playing loud music. Because mm. if, if your neighbor is playing loud music, you just have to, to go by it because... Like your neighbor's taste of music is now... You have to, like... <laughs> Yeah, because option. there is a house on on your left, on mm. your right, mm. at the back, and uh, you know it's the iron sheet houses. So, oh, that's worse. You it's have to, yeah, it's it's worse. So you can't even concentrate. Because that's like but, yeah. lit- it's like you're literally in someone else's house. Yeah, you're literally in someone else's house. Okay, so uh, for the rest of the your time in took uh, Technical University of Kenya, what did you do? Mm-hmm. So after my first year, I mm. thought this is not the kind of life I I I, I want to. So mm-hmm. um, after the long holidays, you know, uh, I teamed up with my classmates, uh, three other classmates. So we were four. We mm. rented a house in South B. Mm-hmm. We rented a single room house. So we used to live for four 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 men in one house mm-hmm. in a single room house. Mm. And that is how we survived for the next two years. Why did you prefer there? Is it because of transport? Is it because of it's near to school? Um, for those who know Nairobi, uh, well, um, Kawangware is on the is it the eastern or the su- the southern part? It's very far from. Cent- from the city center where mm. the school is uh, located mm. and uh, south b mm. is very close you mm. could we could walk mm. every day to school so you see you save on the transport mm-hmm. and uh, you live with your classmates so mm. that that environment helps mm-hmm. because if you have uh, if you have homework or anything you could discuss and you know mm. being in that environment where mm. you have your peers it's mm. uh you know you can you can, you have a lot of discussions you mm. you know it's much more easier than being in an environment where the people you live with are not you know your they peers. are not your peers they are not in school okay so, um yeah. okay so and, you know mm. aside from that you mm. you just want to feel that uh college college vibe, vibe. college life mm. yeah yeah okay 
Uh, so what happens uh, after you finish? So, um, well, I stayed there for my second and my third year. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the apartments that we were living to in, they had to be renovated. So mm-hmm. we had to move again mm-hmm. in my fourth year. Mm-hmm. So we tried to look for apartments nearby, uh, but you know, it was difficult. So I had a friend of mine. Mm. He was my deskmate mm. in high school. Mm. He was a student then in Nairobi University. Mm. So he didn't want to stay in, because he had a hostel, but he didn't want to stay in the hostel. Mm-hmm. So he told me, oh, I have a hostel. Mm. Uh, you can pay me this much money and then you can come stay in my hostel because mm. I have a, an apartment outside. Mm-hmm. And, wow. uh, and it's a common... I ended up... Mm. It's very common, common actually. Yeah. So I ended up living in Nairobi University hostels. Mm. I was not a student there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... But... I lived there with my uh, another classmate of mine mm. in, in my fourth year because it was uh, it was not very expensive, but because of affordability, mm. if we lived, it was uh, a little bit affordable. So the whole of my fourth year, I stayed in Nairobi University hostels, and it's you know it's very close. You can just walk to school. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Because it's on the other side of town. So yes. how? Um, how Wait, uh, I didn't think of this, but since you mentioned it, how mm-hmm. how did that, like that uh, living in a hostel in a university, yes, it's not a university, but in a big university, mm-hmm. how did that, did that impact you in any way? Yeah, you feel like uh, you're, personally, you are not in a university. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because seeing how people are living a cheap life, mm-hmm. relatively cheap life uh, mm-hmm. in other universities. I mm-hmm. even used to visit uh, a few a friends a friends of mine mm-hmm. who are in Kenyatta University and mm-hmm. just seeing how they live mm-hmm. and uh, how cheap their life uh, is compared to Technical what you go through. Yeah. You feel like one, you made the wrong choice mm-hmm. uh, coming to Technical University of Kenya. Mm-hmm. But uh, that gave me a motivation because mm-hmm. I used to even to discuss it with uh, my classmates, say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> we used to make a joke, you know, uh, the motto of, uh, of Technical University of Kenya is uh, uh, training for the real world. Hmm, I never knew. <laughs> Four years, I didn't know. It, yeah, I think mm-hmm. educational training for the real world, something like that. Okay. So, so we used to make a joke and say, okay, this is actually the real training. Mm. This is a training for the real world. Yeah. Because if I'm used to living living in the city life, mm. while I'm still a student, mm. it will be much more easier for me to transition than yeah. someone who used to live in a hostel. Mm-hmm to transition because already uh, I'm used to, you know, walking long distances to school. Mm. I'm used to renting apartments. or so mm. Dealing with if, outside people yeah. who are not in school. 
Yes. Mm. So that gave me a motivation, a, a little motivation. Mm. And yeah, true to that, it was easy to transition mm. uh, after after I graduated. 